0: Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Brunel.
1: Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right, let's mix it up. Woo-hoo! They kind of brew it up today, well, right? Yes, brew it up. That's right. Yeah. No beer. No. No. Coffee. There's an idea, though. Ooh.
0: It is. We got a, There's a lot of stuff going on in this one today. Yeah. We're going to get into the weeds with this drink jason good i'm glad there's a few reasons we're gonna get into the weeds there's controversy surrounding this one Ooh. i mean in that there's a lot of different recipes like
1: you know dismal music or whatever yeah it's it's not
0: (laughs) none of this is consequential no
1: controversy but anyway
0: now when we get to the finance topic that's a different story that's true we're gonna get into the weeds big time Mm -hmm. and there are consequences yes and you know what I'm trying to not set this up too much right now but what I've run into is clients who were never really given any guidance or advice and you know they did something that they thought I should do this this is good right
1: yep. find out uh oh what did we just do yeah it's the whoopsie yeah and it usually comes up uh about this time of year for some reason y- if not yeah at what other time? Tax, tax time, time. But I mean, <laughs> and you know, not a good time for it to come up. I realize that you know this. This is late in the year, but a lot of folks are filing extensions. That more than filed ever. extensions are now filing their taxes for the year, so they may not have gotten their real numbers until now. So yeah, it's more it, more now than ever. I think. Right. Uh,
0: I, actually, we might have had a record number of not late filers, but extension filers. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Well, Jason, are you
1: ready to get into the weeds? I am. I love it. Are you ready to you m- know, we're muddle tired. it up? I'm
0: like excited. We are about to muddy the
1: waters. Oh, okay, but before Okay, we put do, your thinking caps on, people. <laughs> before we do,
0: let's muddy the waters with something, like I said, inconsequential, which is a cocktail. Uh, if you could call it a cocktail, I don't know. So we're drinking uh, yeah. the Nutty Irishman today, and if yes. you're listening... Grandma's probably got a recipe for this. Yeah, this is an old one. It is. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have a variation of the Nutty Irishman. A lot of people claim that this is the original. I tried as hard as I could to go with what seems to be the original based on my research. And I'm not going to share that research because we're not going that far. Into no, the weeds. no. But what the original Nutty Irishman was and I think what it's transformed into now. Well, let's just let's do this. Let's get in the weeds. Sure. You can do this a lot of different ways. You can do this iced. Yes. Right. You can do this hot. Mm -hmm. You know, let's get into the ingredients. I'm, I'm, we just need
1: to get into this. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm always the, I'm like waiting to take a drink of this after we make it.
0: The ice is melting. It is. So we used ice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All
0: right. So the original Nutty Irishman by Mm -hmm. accounts that I, you know, based on my reading is two ingredients, three, if you count ice. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to do one of these, and yes. then we're going to do a more modern variation. Uh, but what we're drinking here is quite simply one ounce of Kahlua and one ounce of, we used Frangelico, which is a hazelnut liqueur. It looks like Mrs. Butterworth. It absolutely does. You've yeah. seen this one at the liquor store, I'm sure, or at Meyer, Kroger, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, because
1: this, this is not like a high alcohol content. You're right. It looks like a syrup bottle. It's a liqueur.
0: It's a 20%. I believe that's a Monk. I don't know, with a robe oh, okay. and a belt. Okay, now I see it. You I see, see it. it. Oh, it is.
1: So it is like true. It, yeah. Oh, that's what the yeah, rope's yeah. about. There's a rope on the bottom. Br- oh,
0: wait a second. Here it is. Frangelico liqueur. According to legend, friar Angelica. Oh, well, wow. there you go. Angelica yeah. lived three centuries ago in rolling hills of Piedmont in the shadow of the Italian Alps. This sounds like, uh, <laughs> what was the other one that we tried? The the Benedictine. Benedictine. Yes. Yep. Yes. I think it's in that same kind it's of... It's got It's a cordial. It's a liqueur. Yeah. Which, you know, historically go good with coffee,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so does Kahlua. Spoiler I alert. I mean, <laughs> I think everyone has a bottle of Kahlua in their desk drawer, don't they? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Let's try the original okay, Nutty Irishman. the original. Ready, No set. whiskey in this one. Yep, ready, set, go. That's really whoa, sweet. Whoa, whoa. My Dude, goodness. I did not expect that. Because we neither. smelled. Yeah. that That's good.
0: The Frangelico smelled. Well, okay. That's a dessert. Remember earlier we were talking about, and I said, save it for the podcast. Yeah. I, I thought that it smelled like those Ferrero Rocher, yeah. however you say Rocher, those hazelnut chocolate Chocolates? ball things. Yeah, yeah. I said it,
1: it actually, to me, smelled like chocolate. I it, it mean, it, The that is like, hey, that's good. I like that. It's a dessert. If that's the original oh, Nutty man.
0: Irishman, I could see why this holds oh. it. You're right. That's a dessert. That's, that's an after dinner.
1: Not what I expected.
0: No. I expected coffee. Oh, I'm excited. And whiskey. Now. All
1: right, let's do the next one. <laughs> All right, so a more modern
0: variation. We used strong brewed coffee, strong, okay? Truck um, stop
1: coffee. Check. Yeah, pretty much.
0: So six ounces of it, to be exact, six ounces of strong coffee, okay? One ounce of Kahlua, one ounce of Frangelico, or I'm sorry, Frangelico. Angelico, yeah and one ounce of irish whiskey right because it's a nutty
1: irish man right tried and chew we just went to Jameson. we went with jameson yeah nothing fancy here but we we have ours on ice i'm really excited about this cheers let's try it high expectations here we go oh Oh, yeah yeah. (laughs) oh hey you know what that
0: with the ice that tastes like sweet tea
1: Oh my gosh! That's I'm, good. I'm sorry.
0: Unsweetened iced tea. It's a little sweeter than unsweetened iced tea. Taste, do, that, do it again. Going again. That would get you in
1: so much trouble. I know. Oh, I man, know how I'm making is, my coffee from now that on. Is awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've not had a reaction to a drink uh, last last time. Last week's drinks was awesome too. This one is yeah. also.
0: This is really good. Really good. Both of these are good. In fact, you, I want to drink this and then I want the
1: original for dessert. Basically. <laughs> I know.
0: So we
1: had a, you know, it's pumpkin spice season. Yes. Okay. Well, for some of us. Yeah, for me at least. <laughs> Everything becomes pumpkin spice September 1. And so I was like, maybe a splash of cream in this uh-huh. would be smart. I'm gonna do A lot that. of the recipes do use cream. We
0: didn't in this one, but I'm going to put a splash in this. And I don't think it'll ruin it. Just to make it look pretty.
1: Oh, it does look fun. Okay. I'm going to try that with cream. Oh my gosh, dude. This is like. Starbucks on steroids, ooh, isn't it? I like it a lot. I'm
0: really getting
1: like an unsweetened iced tea, just a little sweetened. Well, that's that brewed, you know, coffee kind of hot brew stuff. And then maybe a little more whiskey for me. No, you know what it tastes like? Okay,
0: you know the sweet tea that you get in the jugs down Uh south? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's almost like a half and half of unsweetened iced tea and then... That's what I'm getting. Uh, like this I, is, there, there is a sweet tea flavor in there. It's just not overpowering. This is good. I like this. This is good. I don't know. I'm not gonna do the pumpkin spice, but oh, hey, I am. If I you am. like it, well,
1: now I got like cinnamon in there, which is like ah. Uh, does it, does it I'm, well? I'm a happy camper. That's not. That's not the drink. I, this is. Mm. Dang, that's good. <laughs>
0: Try it at home, folks. Not hard. No, not hard at all. Neither of these are hard, and. This is all stuff that you can get readily available. This isn't one of those things where, oh, you know, maybe you can find this in your state at your liquor store. This is everywhere. The, all of these ingredients are readily available. You can get everything at the grocery store, minus the Jamesons. I mean, you can, but it's going to be the low-proof stuff. Don't, yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't skimp.
1: Yeah, because actually the the whiskey's kind of hidden in there a little bit. It is. It is quite hidden, actually. It's there, though all right it's there i promise so we, we got into the weeds
0: <laughs> i referenced controversy the only controversy really was that a lot of people claim to have the original recipe you know so we tried the one that i thought sounded like the original i'm not an authority on this and neither no, are you <laughs> you know but both both of them are
1: are definitely good yeah you Dude. know what else is good yes iras yes Retirement. Do, you to, do you want to get into
0: the weeds with IRAs? Oh, let's yes. do this. Yes. Let's dive so- all the way in. Let's muddy the waters. Oh, gosh. Which makes sense. Yeah, because we're putting the cream in the coffee here. Oh,
1: uh, I did. Spoiler alert. I put cream <laughs> in my drink. So, All right, so let's get into it. What we're talking
0: about today, the title of the episode is Should You Contribute to an IRA? Now, doesn't that sound like a dumb question, Jason? It is a dumb question. Because I wrote it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So and sounds obvious. <laughs> sounds obvious, but there is some nuance here with this one, definitely. definitely and that. this is going to be a heavily nuanced topic. So yeah, but the just that's why we I, mixed a, a coffee cocktail. You got to stay awake and alert and with us that, on this. That's one, right,
1: right. But the first part of this will apply to everyone.
0: Absolutely. You this need, is
1: insanely practical stuff. Right. So please stick with us. It's important. I mean, IRAs are good, right? I'm for them. <laughs> I'm for them. So, okay. I ain't again it. <laughs> so, here we go. All
0: right. So, IRAs. Should you contribute to an IRA? Yes. Yes. What kind of
1: IRA? Mm, depends. All of them. Depends. No, it depends. <laughs>
0: All right. So, let's get into it. Who can contribute to an IRA, Jason? Who can contribute to a traditional IRA? The answer is anyone. Correct. Where the nuance comes in, where it gets muddy, where we get into the weeds is... Well, what's deductible though? Correct. Can well, everybody make deductible Don't, don't forget, though,
1: you gotta have, you gotta have earned income.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's so let, that's an obvious. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, we,
1: that's, you, we shouldn't
0: understate that. Yes. You need to be working. Earned income. Okay,
1: and if your spouse is working, they get you through the gate. Yeah. Okay.
0: And, and earned income, we'll say, just just as a caveat, not Social Security, not no. a pension, wages. not annuity income, wages. Bingo. Okay. So if you got wages, you can contribute to a traditional IRA. The question is, where we get into the nuance and the weeds is, is it deductible? Correct. All right. and So uh, is it going to provide a tax benefit to you when you file your taxes? Right. Can you claim less income because you put money into a tax-deferred vehicle? We like tax deferral, Right. It, most of the time i mean there are better options i think um uh, there, there's good better and best right but right. they're all, all good options but yeah so deductibility is a big one and especially when we're talking about tax time which is when we generally realize uh-oh maybe we did a good thing but it didn't turn out to be a good thing right so right let, let's talk about who can contribute just a little bit more so like you said got to have earned income and as far as deductibility goes So in 2022, the contribution limits are $6,000. This goes for a traditional or a Roth IRA for folks who are under the age of 50. Over the age of 50, you get the catch up $7,000. Okay, That's Mm -hmm. what you can contribute to a traditional IRA. So anyone with $7,000 or more of earned income can contribute. But let's talk about whether we should or whether it's deductible. Okay. So getting into income limits, if you're a single individual at $68,000, Okay, if you have a retirement plan at work as well, right? yes, at sixty eight thousand dollars, you're going to start to phase out your deduction. So that means you can take you can contribute, you can contribute, but you're not going to get a full tax benefit. You're not going to get the full deduction, which if you're in this partial range, which runs from sixty eight thousand to seventy eight thousand, this really, really muddies the water. Not confusing at all. no. In fact, well, I'm going to say it here because this is a good... This You heard it here,
1: folks. You
0: just poured a little bit of cream into that coffee, didn't I did, you? I Jason, did. do me a favor and get the cream out of that coffee. I can't. Okay. Crap. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes. Pause. But yes. anyway, if you're single, you're covered by a plan at work. If you're above $78,000, sorry, no go. That's a non-deductible IRA. Okay. Correct. If you're married, the phase out begins at $109,000. Up to 129. 129 is the phase out. Okay. So that's if you are covered by a plan at work. So a 401k, right. 403b, something like that. All right. So
1: you have a job. What if you're not contributing to your 401k? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't they, matter. Let's say you have
0: a 401k that doesn't match and you've decided, well, I don't want to do this. Right. Right. I'll go do my own IRA because I have more options. Ah, might not be a good move. Right. So should you contribute to an IRA? In that case you should contribute to your 401k because well, there's other places we can contribute to. but in these,
1: in these phase outs, is this my gross income or my modify adjust gross? This income? is your
0: modified adjusted gross income the magi Magi yeah, yeah. the gift of the magi.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right so let's talk about if you're not rec- or if you're not covered by a retirement plan at work okay? if you are not and you're a single person, I- any amount, making any amount of money, if you're not covered by a retirement plan, you can make a deductible. Contribution, right? But what if your spouse is covered and you're not? Well, we're going to muddy the water again. Thanks, IRS tax code. Let's make things complicated. If you're married, filing jointly, and your spouse is covered by a plan at work, two hundred and four thousand dollars of modified adjusted gross income or less, you can, and you get the full deduction. But you start to phase out at two hundred four up to two fourteen, right? So at two fourteen, no, not deductible. All right. So before moving on to Roths, let's talk about why anybody, Jason would want to make a non-deductible IRA contribution. Why the heck would you do that, right? Because let's let's talk about how an IRA works with tax deferral, right? You put the money in. Yep. It grows tax-free until you take it out in retirement, right? right? And then you pull out income tax and you deferred. pay taxes. Yep. Tax deferred, right? So with a non-deductible contribution, that money goes in already taxed. hmm Right. Yep. And then it grows tax deferred. Correct. And when you pull it out in retirement, taxable. what happens? Taxable. 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 Except right. for your con- your original contributions. Yeah, so, right? but but now we if get it's to calculate 30 years.
1: Thirty years that we've got, we have got. and that's assuming that you only ever did non deductible right contributions, which is this is what we're talking about getting yeah. the cream out of the coffee. Yeah. So. That's
0: that's what we mean by cream in the coffee. You've yeah. got taxable mixed in with not. Well, I should say. You've got tax-deferred mixed in with taxed Correct. already. Right. Okay. So
1: I guess who's responsible for
0: keeping those you. records? Yep. Not me. Are. Nope. Not even your tax guy. Nope. You. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Jason, so,
1: I'm talking to you. No. I know. I know you are. <laughs> okay. So, so why, why would we, you do it? Right. Why would you do this? So one, you would do a non-deductible traditional IRA contribution because... You can't contribute to a Roth, correct? Okay, I'm going to say it again. You would do it because you have been phased out of the Roth IRA, just like the traditional, and and hit it. So
0: let me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that, right? For a single person, so just like the
1: traditional IRA eligibility, there, there's eligibility. Yeah,
0: you, you single person, and the contribution numbers are the same. Six thousand or seven thousand, depending on your age. But if you're a single person and you make over hundred and forty four thousand dollars, you are not eligible to contribute so to a Roth IRA. You
1: cannot put after tax money into a Roth IRA.
0: If you're married, married filing joint, this phase out starts at two oh four up to two fourteen. I should I should go back and say the phase out for a single person is one hundred twenty nine to one forty four, but after one hundred forty four you're done. You cannot.
1: So Moral of the story is: if you're in this income range, you better be getting some advice because it gets real, real murky. Yeah, okay. and
0: and then there are there are deadlines to get things done. If you made an uh oh, yep, yeah,
1: yep. And so here, here's what's surprising me. All, okay? all that
0: being said, though, Jason, you, you I, I'm sorry to interrupt your train of thought, yeah. but. You can't contribute to a Roth IRA. So you think, well, I'll do the next best thing. Mm-hmm. I can't contribute to a Roth. I made, you know, that's a higher limit right. for income, which is so weird. So I can't make a deductible contribution. So right. why would I do a non deductible IRA contribution?
1: Because the IRS, in their wisdom, <laughs> has made something a loophole. I don't know how else to put it because that is exactly what it is. Some, it's for the rich, it's a loophole. <laughs> it is a Roth contribution. A backdoor Roth IRA contribution. Yes. Okay. That means we put a non deductible contribution into a traditional IRA.
0: So remember, non deductible meaning we already paid taxes. Already on that. paid taxes. And eyes.
1: then we're going to do some paperwork and we're going to, Swiper's going to come swipe that money <laughs> right out of that traditional IRA. And we're gonna put it into the Roth. We're doing a Roth
0: conversion, right? Correct on oh. non-deductible assets. So Correct. net effect to you is, and by the way, I guess we should have set this up disclaimer that a Roth is after tax money that's right that grows tax-free. Correct. That will never be taxed again.
1: And since this contribution you just made to a traditional IRA was non was already taxed mm-hmm. and it wasn't in there long enough to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it probably wasn't even invested. Right. Okay. We're going to convert that money right over to the Roth IRA, which a conversion means settle up on the taxes. Oh, I guess I already did. I already did that. So, you know, if you're a thinker like I am, you would say, why would the IRS do this? Why would they have any income limit on a Roth IRA? That's a great question because they like audits. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a bit of a Raise your hand if you have a skilled tax or financial advisor working for you. Yeah,
0: I you know what I think it's more egregious. I don't think that it's that the IRS is just inept. I think that it, this is left open for for people who make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, the tax code really is this isn't aside. I'm sorry, but the tax code is really we talk about we said how controversy. it's controversy, come on. Well, <laughs> we we talk about how the tax code, we always say, "Oh yeah, you know, the the wealthy pay a lot in taxes, but the ultra wealthy <laughs> right. get away with not paying a lot. In ta- right, it's it's designed for ultra wealthy people. So these loopholes are
1: are scattered throughout the tax code. Let's yeah, be honest. And, and I mean the sad part about this is these income limits. For example, mm-hmm. you know they 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 set these limits in the tax code, and what has happened to folks' wages over the last two years? We've had significant yeah. wage pressure. Okay. Everyone's getting raises, right? Okay. Wait, at least for now. What? (laughs) We'll talk about that later. Can talk (laughs) after? Tomorrow's Friday and I have a box. (laughs) Just kidding. I always have my box ready to go on Friday. (laughs) But my my point is, is that this is sneaking up and surprising people now, Mm -hmm. especially husband, wife. They combine their incomes and they go, uh-oh, we're phasing out. Yeah. Okay. Or and, we went right around this. Right. right. And, and you know, again, on either traditional or Roth contributions, it could be yep. bold. So I think that don't assume that this is biting the ultra rich because it's no. not. No. You got two pretty successful folks. They are probably in this We're situation talking
0: solidly middle, upper class folks here. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in income is a lot. Don't uh, get yeah. me wrong. But the traditional IRA limits are a lot lower than that.
0: Upper they, middle class. Yeah.
1: Upper middle class. <laughs> they're they're doing well, but they're probably they they wouldn't necessarily even know this was something that could happen. to Well, them. why would they? Right. Right.
0: Let's right. let's start to practically flesh this out now, Jason. So let's say that you were in that situation where you accidentally made more money or, or, or you do your own taxes, let's say. And you sure. go, well, okay, I'm contributing to my 401k. You know, I heard about making traditional IRA contributions at the end of the year. So let's say someone makes $80,000 a year, mm-hmm. single individual, mm-hmm. and, you know, they have a little bit of extra money, you know, sure. they're, they're making a decent wage. Mm-hmm. They go, well, I've heard about, you know, making an IRA contribution, being able to to deduct on my taxes. Great. I'll do that. So I walk into my lo- local bank. I make the $6,000 contribution. I walk out and I say, okay, great. Tax time comes around and you're doing your taxes. TurboTax yep. tells you, this is a true story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tur- TurboTax goes, uh, 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 sorry. No, no, no. That is non-deductible. You contributed to a 401k, which means you have one of these available right? and uh, you you made a traditional contribution, but You don't have enough deductions and and things to get you down below that level where your MAGI is is within that range.
1: Now, what do you have, Jason? You effectively have cream in the coffee. That's right. If you already had a traditional IRA, I got $100,000 in my IRA, Mm -hmm. and I added $6,000 more to it, and I let it grow. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to be able to separate the cream from the coffee when it's… Let me ask
0: you, how did you separate the cream from that drink there? A sip at a time. A
1: sip at a time. That's right. right. And so, along with the regular coffee. When this money starts to come out, okay, you're 59 and a half. Congratulations, you were responsible and you saved and you retired at 60. You start taking money out. You're going to have to take out non deductible after tax contributions to your traditional IRA. As a proportionate percentage yeah. of the total. So simple math. You have a $100,000 IRA. You made an
0: oops years ago, and 5000 of it was a non-deductible contribution. Uh-huh. 5% of every withdrawal from here on out is going to be non-taxable, whereas 95, uh, 95% will be taxable, right? That cream is in the coffee. It's coming out proportionate.
1: And then do it again the following year. Yeah. And the following year. Yep. And the following year. It gets really, really complicated. You know where
0: it gets really complicated is when you make years of these contributions on
1: accident. That's what I mean, yeah. Here, oh, on accident, yeah. sure, yeah. Because then we've had... Some woo, creative math that has to be done. Yeah. When you're like, I bought this, I sold this, I bought this, I sold this. And at and some point, you have to go, look, I did my best. Yep. Yep.
0: Here, I, here it I, is. I,
1: Lick the finger and put it in the wind <laughs> kind of mentality. Yeah, like, that I think it's about right. I think I got it pretty close. Um, and, you know, I, th- I do think that the IRS would probably be okay. With, um, oh, they're very reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just have to give an explanation. You know, what, why did you do what you did? Yeah. And did you realize you made a mistake? Because the tax code is so freaking complicated. That's why. Right. Right. And I, you know, I mean, I had a CPA tell me to my face, she said that I have to explain this sometimes more to an auditor than, and so again, you don't want to go down this road if we don't have to, but it doesn't mean this is a bad thing. Right. Right. So let's say, let's say, Caleb, you make a contribution that's non-deductible. Yeah. Now you got cream in the coffee. Yes. Hey, you know what? Before, can you hold that thought?
0: No. Yes. Please go. Because something that we need to make very, very clear is the cream in the coffee. Let's let's think about it this way: an IRA here, uh, an IRA there, an IRA there. Right. When you put non-deductible contributions in one, you've effectively done it to, to all of them that's in the right. IRS's eyes. So yep. whether you have a yep. traditional IRA, you know, at the at your your local bank and at your your broker deal, wherever you know, and and you did it at one place. Now the cream's in all of the coffee. The
1: IRS always views it's one all, pot of coffee. All of your IRA assets, traditional in one bucket, Roth in another. That is just how it's done for required minimum distributions later in life. Yep. For this same r- rule, they're going to do that. So, you know, but one thing that we just mentioned, we did talk about Roth conversions. Yeah, and so. To me, that is like kind of a silver bullet solution to solve some of this. Well, we have to be real careful about how we do it, don't we? That's right. And so the reality is, is don't think maybe you did this and you assume that the only option is to maybe get money out. Well, the first thing you would think is, uh oh,
0: I made a non-deductible contribution. Well, okay, so let's let's do that backdoor Roth thing that Jason was talking about. Now, hang on. Hang on, folks. Hang on. (laughs) Do you have other IRAs? Because if you do, and here's a practical situation, right? This has happened. Client A put $6,000 into traditional IRA thinking that it would be deductible. Tax time rolls around. Not deductible, right? Uh-oh. We sit down and we talk and we go, well, we could look at a, ba- a backdoor Roth. The mm-hmm. money has never earned anything. Right. That seems like a no-brainer. We sit down we see other IRA assets and we go, hold on. Right. So if I take that $6,000 and do a contribution, I don't, I, that's not $6,000 that's already been taxed. I have to take $6,000 and say, what percentage of my overall IRA assets does this represent? Correct. And we're taking the cream out with the coffee. So in the case with the gentleman that I was working with on this, we'd say, Mm -hmm. let's make sure we do our due diligence and we don't screw this up. After digging, we go, hey, you know what? About $100 of it was going to be non-taxable and the rest was going to be taxable. We effectively didn't change our situation. That's right. We converted $100, not $6,000. And we still have cream in the coffee. It will always be there. There is one way to get it out though. Ooh. If you have a retirement plan at work, right. which might have put you in this position in the first yeah, place, thanks right? guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can take all of your IRA assets. Yep. Dump them into your work 401k. Correct. Aside from that non deductible contribution that you uh-huh. made, right now the only IRAs that you have are non deductible.
1: That's right. Roth conversion. Boom shakalaka.
0: And then you can take your money out of your
1: 401k plan and dump it right back into your IRA if the plan allows. If the plan allows. So make sure you understand those rules. This is delicate stuff. It's delicate. And so uh, this is, I mean, I know the last few episodes are like, you need a financial advisor. You need a financial Big financial time. advisor on this one. Like someone needs to hold your hand through this. If you messed up, it's fine. It's listen, I am a, probably one of the biggest advocates you'll ever meet regarding Roth. Conversions. Absolutely. I do giant amounts of them all the time. Sometimes you scare me. (laughs) I scare you a lot. (laughs) Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars converted out of people's IRAs on a regular basis, including mine. You know, like I'm converting and like being crazy, paying the taxes now because I firmly believe taxes are going up. Okay. And I think the people that have saved, okay, and have been responsible to save for their own retirement, to take care of themselves are evil and will be punished. Okay. And I think the <laughs> sooner I get Sar- it, that's sarcasm. Folks. It is sarcasm. <laughs> and it, but I tell you what, I think those folks are going to be in a situation where, you know, having as many of your assets in tax free areas as you can get the better. And that is why I'm willing to write those checks for my savings account, right. To pay the taxes and, All this is really saying is that, one, don't assume you can't because of the phase-outs, right? Right. That's huge. Don't assume that you can't You need to talk to somebody who can figure out the
0: the intricacies and, uh, quite frankly, the tiptoeing around some of these rules that we have to do.
1: Right. And don't just pull your money out you know of a yeah. contribution because you're like oh crap I screwed up. I think any Come contributions
0: and any distributions from retirement accounts need to be gone over with your your financial advisor if you don't have one. These are situations where we pay for ourselves definitely in these situations. So, I know it sounds really like we got really into deep murky waters here, like these are really one-off situations, Jason. Huh. no less than three times last week did we run into the
1: I this know. situation i know it was like we almost got we got a break for like a half a minute and you came in the next day like dude I'm again, like, come on again Let's and then we, it happened again at least we know how to do the math <laughs> and then it happened again
0: so yeah this is this is consequential stuff it's heavy duty stuff it is that you need help with and uh it's these are delicate matters so Good one, Caleb. This was good. This, this was the yeah, drink yeah, this was, was good. Was all, I hope the episode, I hope the topic was good. I hope people well, we love something. this stuff. So <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: folks, but that's just the truth. We love it.
0: Well, thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It is time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the old fashioned finance podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's BlueJayFG.com and produced by Potastery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless otherwise